Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You are listening to a special edition of the iFanboy podcast, Justice League, The New Frontier DVD. Welcome to a special edition of the iFanboy Podcast. My name is Connor. I'm here with... Ron. And I'm Josh. But that's not all. Uh, I'm Gordon, the intern. All right, we're all here. We're all here to talk about Justice League, the New Frontier DVD that uh, came out uh, recently. This is the second of the DC Universe animated original movies that, that their Warner Brothers is making. The first was Superman Doomsday, and we already did a podcast about that. If you're interested, you can go back on the feed and check it out. Uh, but this is Justice League, the New Frontier. It is a highly anticipated... Um, adaptation of Darwin Cook's mega graphic novel, uh, The New Frontier, which was a big uh, deal uh, since it came out way back when. Um, uh, two, 2004, right? 2004 was some of the issues, yeah. and then the, the Absolute Edition was a huge success in 06 and 07, so this is uh, the adaptation. So, guys, uh, we've all seen it. Um, what do we think, Ron? Uh, I thought. It, I mean, it's no. It's no surprise, or anybody who listens to my fanboy knows that we all love, love, love the uh, the comic series. And when I heard out heard that it was going to be the DVD adapt- adaptation, I got a little worried because whenever you're adapting something from the original thing, it's never quite as good. But my God, was that a good movie? Like I, it, it was great. Josh. Yeah, I I pretty much agree, and and as you guys know, I don't really care for that stuff all that much, and I tend to be pretty critical on it. But uh, I found myself watching it, and I was uh, I was totally enthralled in a way that I usually am not. So I, I really liked it. Gordon, the intern. I'm gonna have to say that that was pretty much amazing. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I I absolutely loved it. Um, it, well, let's give a brief 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 plot synopsis to people who don't know. Um, Justice League: The New Frontier is a um, story that t- puts the DC universe in, in the end of the 1950s, and it deals with the formation of the Justice League. Basically, it's how all these desperate heroes come together, um, and at the end, come together to face a menace that brings together the Justice League. So that's the basic plot. It centers around um, Green Lantern, the Flash, John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. Um, not really the Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, although they're all in it. It's really about the, uh, the lower tier characters. 
and, and it really and it really plays off the kind of the uh, paranoia of the fifties um, with the with a lot of the with the golden age heroes kind of being uh, driven out of out of business by the government uh, due to fear of them and and Superman and Wonder Woman having to take an oath to the government to you know to to say you know basically to, to you know, say they'll serve and all that, you know, and so it's loyalty to the, yeah, loyalty to the government. So it's not a good time for superheroes. And then it deals with the ushering in of the new age or a new frontier, um, as, as these new silver age heroes emerge. Um, so I, um, I, the, there's, we should say right off the bat, people who love the book, there are certain elements not in the movie. The, the, the movie is called Justice League, The New Frontier, different, slightly different from the book. The book features a lot of characters that aren't from the Justice League, a lot of DCU characters like the Losers and, and um, John Irons and things like that. Those characters are not really in the book, but they're seen. They're, they're sort of referred to in news. In the, in the or newspapers in the movie in the movie right yeah and I thought and the thing is about that is that the only negative thing I could take against the movie was that I thought it was too short you know like I wanted more um, but that could be probably part of our bias towards loving the material um, but I thought that what didn't make it into the movie I still felt its presence in that way like that one shot where the losers were in a new in a like a, a newspaper article about the losers and and that kind of quick montage about uh, John Henry and so yeah, yeah. I, mean, I thought it, I thought that was well done. So, well, I um, think yeah. um, <laughs> I think um, what people need to understand is that they've they've adjust they've switched the focus slightly. The New Frontier was basically the entire DC universe, from from the superheroes to the minor characters to the people like the losers. But the movie is about the Justice League, so they took away everything that wasn't to do with the Justice League to focus on them because they only have seventy some odd minutes to do the film. Um, which you know, is, that which is I was going to say that you know it, you know when you make something like this, you've got to. You know, it, 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 I, I applaud them for, I guess, cutting away stuff so they could focus because otherwise it could easily become – the book was kind of sprawling and it could easily have gotten out of control in movie form. And I think that, uh, that the cuts that they made to that sort of serve this uh, medium, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's probably I, I, works, probably works for a huge graphic novel, not so much for an animated film, probably. Right. Yeah, and, and, and well, I, I, I didn't feel it missing, I guess. And, and Gordon, you know, you, you, didn't, you didn't see anything, so did you feel like you were missing yeah. anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't read the book, but I do have to say that once I finished the movie, I ordered the book. Because right. I, I thought the movie was amazing. You know, as much as I might have an aversion to superheroes, I mean, this is what I'm looking for. This is the type of superhero story that I like. And uh, I'm excited to read the book because I'm hoping it does get more into other things. The actual art, the animation was phenomenal. I love that style. Yeah, and, but, and it's it's funny because I during this movie, like Superman Doomsday, remember Superman Doomsday to me felt like a cartoon. This felt like a movie. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, you know, like like the opening sequence and the end sequence really felt like a Pixar movie almost. We can know? talk to the talk to the yeah. end sequence for a second. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Oh, Jesus. I had goosebumps and I was on, I was starting to well up. <laughs> first well, of all, I, I mean, first of all, can't, nope. It, it ends with a speech from John Kennedy. Yeah. Um. And the, no, pre, no modern day president speaks like they, that anymore. Yeah, unless they're written by Aaron Sorkin. Right. Well, Ob- um, Obama's pretty good, but let's not get political. So. Um, no, but I mean, just I don't, I don't, mean, I don't care about party. They don't. They yeah. tend to be much more scripted and wood, and there's no, there's yeah. no. Um, it doesn't raise your spirit up like that. And then the the montage, which shows what this movie led, to, what the events of this movie leads to, what the future is for the DCU. It was just fantastic. I thought the, open, the ending was was amazing. And I love the beginning too. The beginning was a great way to yeah. get a lot of exposition out of the way. There was a point in the movie where I was watching it on a, on my computer while my wife was working next to me, so I had headphones on, and 
when can we do spoilers? Is that okay? Oh yeah, we probably. Should. I mean, we got to do our typical spoiler alert. I guess we're going to talk about what happens in the movie. So if you don't want to know and you want to wait till watch the movie, press pause. So yeah, go ahead. Um, so when when Hal Jordan is uh, heading up to Mars for the first time, well, the only time I guess. But when he's heading up there, and uh, Superman actually goes up and saves his life. I mean, I was getting very into that part and she grabbed my shoulder because she thought I was hyperventilating or something. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, you know, it, w- it was very, it was an emotional moment because I, I was excited. Yeah. And that's exactly. actually a change from the book, isn't it? That he's not in the rocket from in the book. Yeah. I'm going to return the book. <laughs> no, <laughs> I couldn't remember the details of the book that well because I haven't read it in maybe a little over a year and I, you know, it's not like I memorized the whole thing. Right. But uh, I recognize some of the moments from it, like the like the beginning, the montage with the the not the I guess it wasn't montage, but the the green or the Martian Manhunter, like in the yep. beginning, a lot of those were shot for shot from the book. But can I just say, as as a Green Lantern fan, uh, yeah. this was this has to have been the best depiction of Hal Jordan as a character, uh, it, pretty much ever. I mean, like <laughs> in all the times he's shown up. The Green Lantern has shown up in animated series or, you know, yeah. even in most of the actual comic book work. Like I, I, And I've said this before on the show that the New Frontier Hal Jordan is the best Hal Jordan that we've seen in a long, long time. And this totally held that up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, no, it's, 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 he's a fantastic characterization. I thought that too as I was watching because if I think back, the only time I've really seen Hal Jordan in animated form is um, recently in the Batman cartoon. And it was more of a kiddified version. I couldn't even tell you, tell you what he sounded like. You know, it didn't leave much of an impression on me. And one of the things I loved about this movie was there were so many characters and things that I never thought in my life I'd ever seen in an animated film. You know, like yeah. Hal Jordan and Slam Bradley and, and people like Adam Strange. and Yeah, when I saw Adam Strange, I was like, nice! And then and and uh, it was great to see Green Arrow, but I wish he had had some speaking parts. Well, he didn't really have a part in the kind of book either. Yeah, I know, but I just, I just love his look. I love Darwin Cook's Green Arrow. And Barry Allen, did you ever think you'd see like a kick-ass Barry Allen? Barry was great. I, I mean, Can t- we t- give t- it up for NPH? <laughs> well, let's talk I about mean, the voice casting then, because I thought, yeah. personally, I, I, of all the major characters, I thought everybody was really spot on. I thought, the all, I thought yeah, I thought Kyle MacLachlan as Superman was great, which was a surprising casting for me. Huge surprise, because yeah. I didn't yeah. know what to expect. I kept waiting for him to talk, and I was sort of apprehensive because I was expecting Dale Cooper to come yeah. out but it wasn't it was it was a gruffer and I thought Neil Patrick Harris did great as the Flash the only one person w- and I was ex- I was excited for Jeremy Sisto as Batman and it kind of to me was a little too gravelly I know? loved Jeremy Sisto okay. as Batman alright that's fine I mean it wasn't bad I loved but it was good it. you know so um, I think that people are uh, reacting I've seen a few negative reactions to some of the voice casting I think that that has more to do with familiarity and if you can then get yourself in the mind space that these are not the same this isn't the uh, animated series Batman or this isn't the Tim Tim Daly uh, Superman right you know if you get past that you see how it works uh, I thought that I think Neil Patrick Harris is actually the strongest voice choice in my mind that and um Martian Manhunter? Yeah. He was uh, awesome. Well, Martian Manhunter was – I love this, the, the depiction of Martian Manhunter and how he handled them. And, and I do got to say the scene with Martian Manhunter and Batman where um, – in the when they're first meeting and when Batman leaves and, and how Batman explains that he you know has a $10,000 piece of meteorite for the guy in Metropolis and now I know I just need to spend a, a penny on a book of matches for you. Like was just, awesome. it was chilling. It was great. It yeah. was just so, so, so good. 
Um, but I mean, but to get back to the Flash, I mean, the Flash. We recently, we're, we're for those of you who are curious, why are all voices are strained? We're coming off of WonderCon this past weekend, where we saw you know Darwin Cook was a special guest, and he talked a lot about New Frontier, and he and he spoke about how he. Um, how he uh, how he really didn't like the flash how the flash and he even says it it's even says it in the movie and in and in new frontiers like the flash is like i just fight you know muggers and gorillas you know but yet he's still able to use the character in a way in the story that propels the story and really makes you like that that a great depiction the the love that you have for the green lantern depiction josh now i have for his flash depiction because i'm a big flash oh i mean that that was fantastic and then to take it even one step further uh the the sort of the third character who stood out for me was wonder woman yeah I haven't seen anybody get a good handle on Wonder Woman in anything I've ever read. I haven't seen I haven't anybody de- depict her the way he de- the way they depict her, like the the, the big yeah. stature and all that. Like, oh, yep. she's, she's as big as Superman. They get yeah. eye to eye. They're yeah. they're nose to nose. Yeah. Just from the first scene when she when she goes sort of you know mano a mano with Superman about about those women, and that's in the book. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's great. Like she's got a real unique and distinct personality and, and it was believable and I was like I would I would read more of this character but I don't believe she exists out, out elsewhere right uh, Wonder Woman is so hard to depict or uh, I guess it's not hard but people just don't yeah. know what to do with her right. um, I was just going to talk a little bit more about what Darwin Cook said uh, without taking away from everything he told us but just that he, he plays up the idea of the uh, not the Alien superheroes are not superheroes that are truly super, but more like real people that yep. are doing the super things. And I mean, I just felt like it, it was so awesome and made it so easy to get into the characters. Right. I mean, right. Even the aliens had – they were more – like John Jones might be from Mars and might be able to shapeshift and fly and stuff, but he, he was very, very human. Yep. Um, Flash – he could run fast, but he still that he he felt the limitations of his superpower. How yeah, he felt, felt really... in, insecure compared to the other guys and all that kind yeah. of stuff. How Jordan doesn't even use his ring till the very last last moment of the film, right? Um, and then there's you know and 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 a lot of it's the, the soldiers like uh, Flag and 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 King Faraday and stuff yeah. that that that's Conversely. what makes it really relatable. Superman is kind of a bitch in this. I gotta say the the scene the scene when they rally together to fight the the menace and Superman kind of floats in and gives his motivating speech and is like, "All right, now let's go!" and then gets his butt whooped. Was just <laughs> like, I was just like, and everybody in the movie is gasping because you're like, "Well, fuck, you know, damn, what are they gonna do?" You know, and that was the same. I had that same feeling, and it was just like, and then and then and the, what happens? Fucking Ray Palmer walks up and goes, "Hello, I'm Ray Palmer." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, and you know they're they're fine because yeah. Ray Palmer is. Is the genius, but but then but simil- similarly when work. similarly when <laughs> when they're when they're up against the wall when they're fighting a, a, later in the movie and then Wonder Woman swoops in kind of like as the cavalry you get that same kind of rise and the same kind of like yeah you know like you know, like rock on moment you know and it was just I mean he, he used he used the weight of the big guns just correctly to to give the story resonance you know what I mean because the thing the thing is the DC universe as much as we say Superman's unstoppable all that kind of stuff you can't always depend on him. You know what I mean? Like something's gonna happen. You can't rest on your laurels. You need other characters like Green Arrow, Flash, Martian Manhunter to step in and save the day when the big guns can't. You know. So I, I it was great. But. I love the little unspoken moments in the film. Like every time something happened, Green Arrow would draw his bow and point his arrow at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I loved little. I loved silent Jim Gordon. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Walking around the police station doing paperwork and stuff and not even speaking a word. <laughs> stuff like that made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. So, uh, you know, scary to say it, but was there anything that didn't live up to your expectations? Other than the length? No. 
I would yeah, say I, mean, I, I had no expectations going in, but I, I thought it was. <laughs> I, I really, so they, I they were met. <laughs> <laughs> they were met and passed. No, I, I thought I, I loved it. I just loved it. That's all. I would say that the the only complaints I have, and I don't remember if these were in the first book or not. And and, and honestly, to be fair, I didn't really know this notice this until I started thinking about it after the fact. But there was a little bit of that like. Uh, convenience kind of thing like where superman sort of for no real reason that they explained went down immediately and then didn't show up again until the end and then like diana was completely hurt and and hospitalized and then she showed up completely fine you know right at the you know right at the end that that kind of thing happened a couple of times it wasn't so much that it bothered me but i did notice it and i think that it's a it's a they didn't really they decided not to focus on those sort of story aspects since that wasn't what it was really about Mm -hmm. i guess Right. That was the only thing I really noticed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're you're right to a certain degree. I mean, the fact that Superman is is at a commission for the entire fight until uh, Aquaman shows up for you know no apparent reason other than just delivering. <laughs> I am Arthur Curry of Atlantis. Like that was, right. <laughs> um, their romantic their romantic weekend together while the fight is going on. <laughs> but um, but um, you know, you're right. It is convenient, but it's it's it's. I mean, at some at some degree, you got to throw that out the window and just say, hey, it's a cartoon, it's a movie. You got to let you know it serves the purpose of the story. Um, I don't think that was a major flaw. So, um, but, but I, I, I got to you know that. more than that. Anything it made me want to go back and read the book again, though, because while while it was fun and it was really good, it was it was an interpretation of the book which I consider to be the superior work, which is usually the case with source material. Right. I think I mean, that's absolutely true. The book is superior. That's that's normal. But I also think at this point, this is I mean, this is fantastic. This is a fantastic movie. This this honestly, like like I, I like I said earlier, Superman Doomsday to me was a cartoon. This w- is an example of. This medium, them adapting the comics into DVD and into movies and stuff like that, done well. Like, th- like honestly, I put this up against the, uh, up with the Incredibles. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was, um, it it felt to me like a, a, I wanted to see it in a theater. You know, it felt to me like right. a strong movie. One question I was wondering about, Josh, what did you think of the um, voice work for Hal Jordan? Um, I I was fine with it. I didn't I didn't really have any prior expectations one way or another. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't thrown off by it, so I, I guess it worked, you know, just just fine for me. David Borean is a uh, Ithaca alum, so you know who am I to complain? I thought he did. I th- I, it's fu- it's really funny because I, I found myself going back to the voice acting. Um, and number one, I thought Boreanaz did a good job. I liked the voice yep. uh, voice of Hal Jordan. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, I found myself in the first like twenty minutes trying to figure out who was doing what voice. And actually not enjoying it because I was like working. And the moment that's, that's the one problem with using a, with a cast of names yeah. is that you it can be distracting. The moment well, I the moment I forgot about that, all was fine. So well, you know what? I, I actually made it. I made a conscious decision in the beginning of the movie because a lot of times when you start watching something like this, you and they're not big names. It's not like a like a DreamWorks movie where they're like Tom Hanks and so and so. But it was more like character actors that they used. But I kind of made the decision not to look them up as I was watching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, for example, I was listening to The Flash and I had sort of glanced over who the voices were or I saw them in the credits, I guess. And I was looking, I was listening to The Flash and I was just thinking, that voice is great. And, and it sort of, I sort of figured out halfway through, I was like, oh, it's Neil Patrick Harris. He's doing great. But like, the, I just decided to not look until it was over. Yeah. Which and, I think is the, right, is the right thing yeah. to do, I think. Uh, yeah, because I did, I, I was annoyed a little bit the same way as Ron was. And I was like, which one is Kara Sedgwick? I'm like, is that the Flash's girlfriend? Or yeah, is it I still Lois don't know Lane? who she was. Who was she? It was Lois Lois. Oh, she was Lois. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Wasn't Brooke Shields Carol Ferris? Oh, I thought Carol. Yeah. I thought the Carol Farrell's Hal thing was fantastic. By the way, I yep. thought the whole that whole romance was just it. it felt when, so true to those two characters being together. It was so good. Uh. When he, I mean, if you think about it, uh, you know, Hal Jordan's big 
origin moment uh, is when Abin Sur gives him the ring, and that's the only origin moment, I guess, other than the the Martian Manhunter that was portrayed in this. So he kind of this is Hal Jordan's well, story and obviously. Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, Aquaman just drove up in his big crab car, and they, they, show, they showed the Flash getting his powers in the opening credits. So yeah, but it wasn't but, like they, they. It was yeah, oblique yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. didn't know um, what you were looking for. You yeah. but, but the the point when and I really liked that that Hal like he got the ring and he didn't immediately do anything with it. Absolutely, he, he was of, like a. Yeah. I've got uh, this and ring. I just, like at the moment when he finally takes use of his powers and then uses the ring, I was like, I was all jazzed for it. I was like, yeah. That's Green <laughs> Lantern, yes. And, and there was I, a lot of moments like that in the in the film where you just like, this yeah. is why people love superheroes. Yeah, that's you know, just very the pure adrenaline, the pure the pure fun of it. I do wonder uh, a little if like I think this story is greatly benefited from the fact that it takes place when it does. Um, absolutely, because you can give it. You can give the. I guess I don't want to. You can give the hokiness of the DC characters sometimes a little bit more leeway because it's at the time where if they were stuck in the present, the cynicalness they may not mesh as well. Which is, I think, a, a great story choice. Really. Oh, it's part of the. I think part of the brilliance of the original book is putting it in a time frame he did. Um, right. And just tying it to the political the political thing, the whole just the JSA being tossed out because of they're yeah. afraid of being communist. People thinking the Flash is a communist because his suit was red. And, yeah, I thought that was great. And, though. and yeah. actually naming McCarthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's that certainly puts you in a position where you know where you stand, I guess. Yeah. And also, though, at the end, the Flash is the only one seen getting a medal from the president, which is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I, I love I love when the Flash did the, the the Flash addressing the TV, you know, the the, the news station, and and I just, I mean I'm a huge Flash fan, so I just love the whole Vegas, the, the Captain the, Cole, yeah, the whole stuff, yeah. the whole Flash depiction yeah. of his powers and how they work was yeah. was was great. Yeah. So and and also his his smarts. I mean, because Barry Barry was pretty smart, you know, and figuring yeah. out the bombs, you know, and all that stuff. So, yeah. All right. I mean, it, it's like I've been iffy about animation and these and these DC movies, but after this one, I'm I gotta say, with the right material, I'm, I'm I don't know how much I'm for the manga Batman that's do do next, but um, but I gotta say, this one really did it for me. So well, the right people were behind it. This is one of those ones where all the things come together. Whereas Darwin Cook had been involved with the producers of it prior because he worked on you know the animated Batman and Batman Beyond, yep. and so you know when he gets to be involved with this and making his story, and they all want to do it together, and they all sort of end up on the same page. You get that yeah. sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That uh, the magic, good magic, magic. Yes, it's magic. This is this is my this is magic. <laughs> this is my fatigue speaking, and I, I just I think that this was one of those things where everything sort of comes together and it works out really well. And it's rare when that happens, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, this, this is one that you can hold up. This is one that I would proudly give to anybody to watch. And and absolutely, it, yeah. So it's it's just a good old fashioned superhero story. Yeah. But not, were not, you not, surprised? Well, I mean, it, there was just I didn't like you were just saying about the cheesiness. I was just worried that like I would get too annoyed with the characters. Yeah, and it didn't happen. No, he gave yeah. them enough respect. Did they sort of exist right in that beautiful middle ground between too realistic and too idealistic? Yeah, uh, it was a really nice balance uh, that not enough people hit, and and I think that that's one of the things. And like I said, putting it in the fifties, I think helps that. In some intangible way, but uh, I think we've said about as many good things about it as we can. Yeah, I mean, we're just gushing at this point. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so, um, so go check out, uh, you know, uh, D, uh, what is it called? Justice League of America, the, the New Frontier. Justice League, the New Frontier. Justice You've got New it right. Frontier. Yeah, it's, um, we'll have a link to if you are interested in purchasing it over on Amazon. We'll have a link to it on on ifanboy.com. Um, but we're really, really excited uh, to mention for you know, again, uh, we said we were just coming off the heels of WonderCon this weekend. We uh, co-sponsored a party at at um, Isotope Comics in San Francisco with uh, James Syme, the proprietor of Isotope for Darwin Cook and the the after party of the premiere of New Frontier at WonderCon. And for those of you who were reading online and who couldn't make it, you saw that um, we had limited edition pint glasses uh, designed by Darwin Cook um, uh, for sale at those party. They completely sold out, except for the fact that uh, that we put a couple aside for, for the iFan, iFanboy faithful. So um, We smuggled them out. We smuggled them out. In fact, um, when James... Or caused a diversion, and then we snuck out the back. <laughs> when James find out, found out, he was kind of pissed. But then he thought, that's cool, that's cool. So, um, <laughs> so what we want to do is we want to give those pint glasses away to you all. Um, in addition to those pint glasses, one special grand prize winner will win a uh, signed copy of the New Frontier DVD, signed and sketched on by Darwin Cook, as well as a limited edition art print of the invitation to the party that Darwin Cook himself designed. So if you were able to uh, answer, th- uh, send us an email to contact.ifanboy.com with the subject New Frontier Contest and answer this question. And if you get that subject wrong line wrong, you're out. Yeah, you're it's, it's got to be New Frontier Contest, and you got to answer this question correctly, and then we will pick from the winners ten winners of the pint glasses and one special grand prize winner. All right, here's the question. You ready? The New Frontier's title draws inspiration from a speech by John F. Kennedy, our whatever number president. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when and where did he deliver that speech where he used the term the New Frontier? Okay, so when and where did he deliver that speech? Send, echoes, you heard echoes. <laughs> send an email to contact.ifanboy.com, subject line, New Frontier Contest. So the deadline for entry in the contest is midnight on midnight Eastern Standard Time on March 6th, Thursday, March 6th, midnight. Get your emails in, and then we will announce the winner on both the uh, weekly iFanboy uh, comic book podcast uh, audio show as well as the on, on ifanboy.com. So uh, get your emails in, and good luck to you all. Um, they're pretty sweet glasses. Yeah, they are. They're awesome. If you want to see pictures of them, go to the go to ifanboy.com. There's a thread about uh, the New Frontier movie, and in, the, in that thread, you'll see pictures of the, of the pine glasses, and they're pretty. Yeah, and be sure to go to that thread and, and tell everybody what you thought of the movie. There's a great discussion going on there about it as people get their hands on the DVD. So check that out. Thank you. I loved it. I loved it too. All right. So we hope you enjoyed this special edition podcast of us talking about the movie. And um, be sure to head over to ifanboy.com to check out our audio show and our video show, as well as the great discussion there and the and all the comic pull list stuff that you can do there. It's a good place to be. So. It's as if the movie knocked us so on our ass we forgot how to podcast. Exactly. <laughs> they should make a flip book. Of what? <laughs> they should take that- like. New Frontier and make a full full on flipbook. I think they could probably make a whole series of products on New Frontier and we'd buy them all. So I've got five action figures. I mean, what more do they want? Action figures I, are sweet. We want more. Yeah, the action, Ooh, action figures. figures. Yeah. They're nice, Gordon. They're nice. All right. So until until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Cotter. I'm Josh. I'm Gordon. The Go intern. <laughs> you sound so Shut happy up. about it. <laughs> I'll move up one day. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>